This is the Horse Radio Network. This is episode 31 of Horsemanship Radio, brought to you by Index Fund Advisors, IFA.com. Horsemanship Radio is part of the family of the Horse Radio Network. And today we have a couple of women that are absolutely fostering great relationships with horses. You're going to love Christiana and you're going to love Angie. They come from different worlds. They both have a heart for helping people with horses. This is Debbie Laux, and you're listening to the Horsemanship Radio. Thank you for joining us. Horsemanship Radio airs on the 15th and the 30th of the month, and I have my producer, Glenn, with me today. How are you, Glenn? Terrific. Happy New Year's. Happy New Year. Isn't it exciting to be looking at the precipice of 2015? I can't believe it's 2015. <laughs> I know. It's like the big round number. Half the decade is over. I remember oh. when we were all worried about the year 2000 and how it was going to kill everything. Yeah, you know, so like, <laughs> that's right. That's right. Why two K? Why two K? That seems like yeah. yesterday, not fifteen years ago. I know. I still have the glasses. Did you get those Y two K? You yeah, know the big ones that you wore. <laughs> all the computers were going to die, and the yeah. power was going to go out. And you remember yeah. that? I mean, kids I today have no idea what we're talking about. <laughs> that's true. Okay, move on. All right. So, no, I'm really excited about 2015 though, too, because I think this is the year that uh, a lot of good is going to be happening in the horse industry. Do you know why I think that? Why do you think that? I think because of Horsemanship Radio. Oh, there you go. <laughs> I do. And the Horse Radio Network, I think there's so much good knowledge out there. And the things that I listen on Horse Radio Network and the Horsemanship Radio, these guests that we have on here, I think that the, there's a synergy. There's a, um, a synchronicity, a, an agreement of what everybody's talking about is good for horses. I don't see much disagreement in it. And I think it's just an educational process, but this is putting it out there. Yes, it is. And, you know, we're getting out there a lot more, and I think people are figuring out technology, too, which helps. Ah, uh, that does help. Uh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and our, your app. Our, the app your really app. helps, actually. The app has uh, become very popular with tens of thousands of people living, listening on the app now. Yeah, and can get to it. Yeah, that's absolutely right. Um, the iTunes and Google Play, which I don't even understand how that all works, but I know that they've got a monopoly on the market, yep. <laughs> and all I have to do is go to one or the other, if I'm an Android or an iPhone, and um, my iPhone is so cool now, I, I got one of those sixes just recently, had to, uh, I didn't want to, but I had to, because my battery was dying in my five, <laughs> and I could have bought an old five, but I thought, what's the fun in that, so I got a six, but I must say, the slow motion on horses is unbelievable, you got to pull one of those out or get a friend who's got the six who stood in line with too the long. video uh, oh my yeah. goodness have you tried that yet no i haven't tried oh, it i don't have it a six up. yet sorry okay <laughs> maybe by the time this airs you'll have it. <laughs> no you'll <laughs> no maybe not christmas so uh yeah there's a slow-mo and there's a time lapse i haven't done that yet but we did uh we had a clinic at the farm last week uh, and all these people came from Brazil and Florida and, and actually England and Germany, too. But there was a whole group of Brazilians, and they really appreciate the Western world. Not everybody does appreciate the turns and the stopping and everything. But if you want to see some fabulous stopping uh, and you, you've you got a really good rider who can just use a loose rein and just cues that horse with his back pockets on how to stop, that slow-mo on there 
it is so good. You can just see every muscle move with that thing. I, I, I was overwhelmed. And it also, it must have some sort of, I'm not trying to sell iPhones here, but it must have um, like a... Um, an anti or like a stabilizer when you it walk does. with the it? new oh, ones yeah? do that is right it has uh, stabilizing technology in it uh, uh using kind of a gyroscope kind of thing is and that right? it uh it does stabilize the videos now much much better than than they used to uh, yeah because i was walking with uh, so so we decided we were going to take shy boy and introduce him to this whole group of brazilians and who were just you know uh, starstruck <laughs> with little shy boy or uh, a little american mustang and uh I, I walked behind him with this thing you know at the horizontal angle and we, then we walked up this ramp and of course shy boy goes anywhere uh, and he walked up this ramp and then i did a little cruise around the ifa gentling pin that we had there and uh he while everybody was ooing on I just uh, held it and then just use that a little bit on the social media and put it on there so if people want to go look it's really it's kind of cool but I thought I'm not that steady <laughs> there is no way I walked with that thing and it creates a, a really smooth motion so why do I tell you all this I think people should do more of their work with their horses with these camera, I don't care if it's good or bad, but to watch themselves, you know, have your friend take these uh, little video clips of you doing work with your horses and at a slow motion or, um, you know, just it's it's a lot easier to watch if you're not getting seasick, you know, <laughs> like the old fashioned way. And um, I see a lot of things that I can correct in myself and in and, uh, other people. I can show it to them and say, Hey, did you see how good you did this? It, it's pretty amazing what technology is doing. So that was 2014. What are they going to do for us in 2015, Glenn? <laughs> Glenn the Geek, you should tell I'll us. Tell you you what, should know. You know, 10 years ago, the technology to do that in a video camera would have cost you 10000 plus. There it was go. the large Sony uh, cams that did that. And, you know, it's amazing the high def now on those uh, on phones is just incredible. And you're right about video. I do that, too, you know, when I'm working with my pony and driving. Yeah. Uh, with driving, it's interesting, too, because, you know, like riding, you can't really see their feet. Yeah. So even with driving, we can't really see their feet. So, you, you, you know, the video is a great way to see what their feet are doing. And, you know, where, what, where are you in relationship to that? Yeah. Um, so even with driving, it's a, it's a really good thing to do. And, and Jennifer does it with me, but the new one, did you get the six, the large one or the right? No, the, I didn't no, get okay. the six plus cause that has some extra things in it, I think. Right. Yeah. I, yeah. Well, on the screen's much, much bigger, but you know, I'm thinking in my old age with my eyesight, I want the six, I, I need a seven plus. Uh, so. <laughs> in 2015, maybe I'll yeah. seven plus for your eyes. Hey, I want to give a, a, a program note too. If you want to hear more of Debbie, she partook and participated in our All Hosts episode. That was fun. Which we put out last week, Christmas week, on all the different shows. So if you want to hear Debbie, just hop on over to like the Stable Scoop radio show or Horses in the Morning, and you'll see the All Hosts episode there. And you can take a listen. That's where all the hosts of the Horse Radio Network get together, have a little party, mm -hmm. and chat and you know talk about what our favorite things for the year were and that kind of thing. And I think you're going to you're going to like that. So if you want to hear more of Debbie, take a listen to the All Hosts. It was a fun time. Fun. And thanks for inviting. It was you're really welcome. Yes, of course. We're well, your host. You have to come. 
You have to come. Yes, you're required. <laughs> Part of the job. Yeah, you have to show up. <laughs> Besides, there has to be one of the hosts that's like uh, that's like uh, West Coast, Uh-oh. you know, that California. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So we have to I'm represent. So West Coast. You yeah. know, Jamie's out there in Arizona, but that's not even far not enough quite west. Far enough. No, <laughs> we need to go to the Pacific Ocean, and you're it. We hit the ocean. Took that's a right. Lap. That's us. You're about as far as we could go. So. Yeah, that's right. We're swimming after me. Yep. <laughs> so listen to that. You can check that out at horseradionetwork.com. Right after this commercial from the Index Fund Advisors, IFA.com, we'll have our first guest. Hi, I'm Mark Hebner, president of Index Fund Advisors and proud owner of Monty Roberts' Willing Partners graduate, He's a Sugar Bear. <laughs> You know, investment portfolios are a lot like horses. You need to find one that best suits you, your temperament, and your stage of life. Some people might like an energetic horse and an aggressive investment portfolio, while others are more comfortable with a gentle ride and a more conservative investment portfolio. The trick is to find the one that's right for you. That's what Index Fund Advisors is all about, matching people with portfolios risk-appropriate, low-cost, and globally diversified investment portfolios. You can find the right portfolio for you by taking the Risk Capacity Survey at IFA.com. That's IFA as an Index Fund Advisors. Or you can call us toll-free at 888-643-3133. That's 888-643-3133. Our first guest today is Christiana, Christiana Schwagazina. I know, it's a tough one, but I got it. She once was a national team champion in rowing for Germany, and today she works with the help of horses treating people who show psychological problems such as fear and trauma, depression, or burnout using Monty Roberts' methods. She's a mother of two kids, Vera and Victor, and she lives with her filmmaker husband, Klaus Schwagazina. Uh, she was raised with horses and riding, but she later studied psychology, and then she had the opportunity to meet Monty Roberts in 2011 in Solvang, California. She went there to study, and she became a psychotherapist studying as well at the well-known school of Hahnemann that's in Germany. But she wanted to incorporate the help of horses. So she works now 40 hours a week. It's a full-time job helping people have better lives with horses. Welcome, Christiana and Klaus Schwagazina. How are you both this evening? We quite okay. Fine, thank you. Hello. Hello. Good to hear from you both. So this is a unique interview today because we've We've asked them to stay up late, Klaus and Christiana. It's 9 o'clock there. Um, are the kids in bed yet? Yeah, yeah. Both are okay. sleeping very well. Good, good. Well, we're excited to talk to you today. The, the theme of the show is about therapeutics and horses, uh, both people that are working in therapeutics and horses whose um, uh, industry is therapy as well. Um, anybody who's a true horse lover knows that horse our horsey time is our therapy time, whether we're in therapy or not. <laughs> we enjoy horses for that. Uh, and we're going to have Klaus, um, who is a, has a little firmer grasp on English, to help us translate a little bit between Christiana, a little bit like we've done in the past between uh, Marco and Christiana Muller. Some people will remember that episode. And... Uh, but Christiana has a great uh, grasp 
of course language. And that's what we're going to try to talk about today. So Christiana, um, you have quite a background in horses and we want to know a little bit about how you got into the therapeutic side uh, uh, using horses in your practice. Ja, vor zehn Jahren habe ich begonnen, mit Pferden zu arbeiten, als ich ähm, selbst in einem Umwandlungsprozess war oder mein Leben neu orientieren musste. It was ten years ago when I started to work with horses and I was in a situation that I thought I should change a leg quite a bit about my life. Und ich habe eine Auszeit genommen und ähm, mir ein Pferd gekauft, was niemand verstanden hat und bin stundenlang durch die deutschen Wälder geritten mit diesem Pferd. Uh, I took some 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 time out for myself. I I bought a, a horse and uh, I did a great deal of riding through the German forests and people didn't understand why I would do it, but I did it. Und diese Zeit hat mein Leben so verändert und so positiv verändert, dass ich das anderen Menschen auch ermöglichen wollte. And all these hours on horseback, they really changed my life. And uh, one day in the in the dirty rain, I, I got the impression I should uh, tell about this wonderful experience to other people. Mm. And and this experience was cathartic. Um, that's a big word, but it was an experience that she had been seeking. Uh, to get away from work or get away from stress? What was the emotion she was seeking? Na, ich war um, im Leistungssport Weltmeisterin geworden im Rudern, um, habe acht Stunden trainiert und acht Stunden als Anwältin gearbeitet gleichzeitig und um, habe gemerkt, dass dieser ganze, diese ganze Orientierung auf Erfolg mich nicht glücklich gemacht hat und ich habe nach etwas anderem gesucht. I had these these days I had quite a stressful life you know maybe you know I was a, a world drawing champ uh, in Germany uh, and next to that I worked as a lawyer as a freelance lawyer and there was too much of work and I got the feeling uh, my body was telling me and my mind was telling me I should maybe try to find a different way of life and uh, yeah. success you know I was completely um bound up with the idea of having success and money and all that and finally I got the idea this is not enough. Mm -hmm. That's almost a spiritual experience then that you were seeking, yes? Yeah. Yeah, you can mm -hmm. call it like this. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah, good. Um, I know in Germany there's a great emphasis on health and it's it, it really is um, pretty progressive in the world of health. Is that... Um, Is it unique to Germany, or do you think there are are people in the U.S. that could um, be helped by this therapy as well? Es, die Therapie mit Pferden bringt dich zu dir selbst und ist insofern weltweit anwendbar. Aber jede die westliche ähm, westlich auf Erfolg orientierte Sichtweise entfernt uns von uns selbst und Pferde bringen uns wieder zu uns zurück. The therapy with horses you can do anywhere in the world, you know. Just you need, uh, that, that hasn't got to do anything with the West or the East or whatever. Uh, we are in the West, we are very much orientated on success and business and money. And uh, if you learn to work with the horses and you are successful with them, learning from the horses, you find a way back to yourself to find the, the real stories. Yes, Your good. Your own stories. 
Yes. And I like Christiana and I spoke earlier about how she uses the methods of join up, Monty Roberts, that she studied under as a metaphor or a, a mirror, uh, for her, not only herself, but also then to use with her, um, patients. Do you call them patients? Is that fair? Or her students? You can call it clients. Clients? Yeah, okay. you can call it clients. Okay. And, and could she describe for us how she does that? Ich betrachte das Join-Up ähm, wie ein, ein, eine Darstellung des Lebens. Ich sage meinen Klienten, das Pferd ist dein Leben. Wenn du das Pferd steuern kannst, kannst du auch dein Leben neu steuern. Für mich Join-Up ist eine Metapher of Life. Und was ich meinen Klienten sage, ist, hier sieht man den Hund. If you manage to, to deal with the horse, if you can deal with the horse, like with a car, for example, you can, you can let it go wherever you want and you're successful with this, then you can succeed in your life. If you can make it with the horse, you can make it with your life. Und dafür sind drei Schritte nötig für die Arbeit mit dem Pferd, genauso wie für das gesamte andere Leben. You need three steps for that. Uh, three steps for dealing with the horse, joining up the horse, and also three steps for dealing with your own life. Das erste, der erste Schritt ist, wahrnehmen, was ist. First step is, you have to realize what the reality tells you. Der zweite Schritt ist, zu wissen, wohin du willst. The second step is, you have to know where you want to go. Und der dritte Schritt ist, zu wissen, dich so zu verhalten, dass du dahin kommst, wo du hin willst. And the third one is you have to you have to do whatever it's necessary to come there. To to reach your aim. Okay. So tell me, a woman comes to Christina and who's she that? says Who's that Christina? I say a woman, just a a client comes to Christina, to Christina. and says I'm I'm very stressed. I <laughs> I'm I need a change in my life. Um, she is like Christina may have been uh, after rowing and, and a successful. So what does Christina do? What is she, how does she start with the horses? Um, ich beginne auch da mit dem ersten Schritt, wahrnehmen, was ist. Wir müssen erst uns bewusst machen und wahrnehmen, in welchem Zustand ist diese Frau. The first step is, as, as I explained, we have to have a look at that woman and we have to see in what condition she really is. So if she's, if she's very, right, so, so let's say she's very, um, stressed, but she looks happy on the outside. What does Christina say about that? Dann benutze ich das Pferd als einen Spiegel, um ihr sichtbar zu machen, wie es tatsächlich in ihr aussieht. So the horse will tell Christiana first and then that lady how she really is. How? How does she do that? Ich bringe beide in den, in den Round Pen und lasse mhm. sie frei Kontakt aufnehmen. Und in der Art, wie das Pferd auf die Frau reagiert, zeigt es ihr an, in welcher tatsächlichen Stimmung sie ist. It's very easy. You put that woman and the horse in a round pen and the horse will get an impression immediately on that woman and, and the horse will tell Christiana how she really is. Zum Beispiel bei einer Frau, die eher überangepasst ist, überfreundlich ist. Ähm, die wird versuchen, 
mit sehr viel Zugewandtheit die Sympathie des Pferdes zu erobern. Sie wird anfangen, es zu füttern, zu streicheln, engen Körperkontakt herstellen zu wollen. Das Pferd flüchtet. Let's see, the woman is very friendly. She behaves very friendly. She's, she's smiling. She tries to approach the horse. She maybe has got an apple. She touches it, whatever. Yeah. But she's got that tension in herself and the horse will run away. Oh, okay. So the horse is reading her physiology, this client's physiology. Yeah. And the horse is afraid? Um, wenn sie versucht mit, mit ihrer zwanghaft diesen Kontakt herzustellen und zu viel Druck aufbaut, wird das Pferd fliehen. Und sie wird merken, dass sie das Pferd so kein, dass sie so keinen Kontakt herstellen kann. If, if she has got that pressure in herself and is not relaxed, then the horse will disappear and see she will learn that this is not the way to get a contact. Yes. Und der is Punkt ist, wenn, um, auch wenn sie, wenn sie ruhig bleibt und versucht Kontakt herzustellen, wird das Pferd ihr zeigen, dass sie versteckte Aggression hat, indem es nicht freundlich, sondern aggressiv auf sie reagiert. And secondly, even she tries to, to underpress the, this, this behavior, the horse will immediately feel that she's got some tension in herself, she's maybe whatever, she's got sweaty fingers, she's shaking inside herself, and the horse will tell her, I don't want you, I go away. Right. And, and so when that horse goes away, what does Christina tell the, the uh, client to do? Um, ich sage ihr, dass das Pferd, dass sie Raum lassen muss, um das Pferd zu sich kommen lassen zu können. Um, sie hinterher zu rennen, treibt das Pferd immer weiter weg. Sie muss Raum lassen und macht dann die Erfahrung, dass das Pferd, sobald sie den Druck rausnimmt aus der Situation, freiwillig kommt. She tells that woman, she has to, she has to relax, she has to leave the horse alone, she has to, to put away all the pressure and she has to wait that the horse will come. That the horse, you know, join up means the horse wants to come to you. It doesn't make any sense to, to run behind the horse because it's, it's quicker anyway, it's fast. Yeah. <laughs> the horse has to come. That's what that woman has to learn. Okay. She, okay. The horse needs space. It needs mm -hmm. space and then it might come. Yeah, and did, did Christina, did you see Monty do this? Is this where you began to pick up on the, on the idea? Ja, was mich am meisten angesprochen hat, war tatsächlich, dass, ähm, dass ich, wenn ich mich abwende, wenn ich vorher klar gesagt habe, welche Richtung ähm, ich gehen möchte und wenn ich mich abwende und Raum lasse, dass dann ein, ein Kontakt erst möglich ist. What impressed me most from Monty's work is when I saw all these join was that I saw him turning turning his, his, his back to the horse, turning off the horse, mm -hmm. and it took a little bit of time, and the, then, the, then the horse would come. So mm -hmm. that, this was the basic new uh, experience I had. And, and do you think, because it's a flight animal, the horse is a flight animal, do you think that the horse wants to be with us, or is there just something compelling about turning away from the horse that creates that... Um, draw to the human. 
I need to explain that. Ähm, will das Pferd das wirklich oder ist es einfach nur die, nur die Situation, dass es sich gezwungen fühlt, zu den Menschen zu kommen? Ja, ich denke, dass das Pferd freiwillig ähm, kommt, weil es das Zusammensein mit den Menschen als sicherer und angenehmer empfindet, als alleine zu sein. I think it's a free choice for the horse to come to the human being, because in this situation there, it's, uh, it really likes to join up, it doesn't want to be alone, and if the human being gives the impression to be a safe haven, then it's better for the horse to come and be with him. Mm -hmm. Okay, that's great. So, uh, when we spoke before to... I thought it was really interesting what Christiana had said about the emotions in the client, that some people cry, some people um, relax, some people get more frustrated or aggressive even. Um, is that the, the gamut of emotions typically with a client? Also diese, ist, das, ist das das normale Verhalten von den Leuten oder gibt es andere? Um. Normalerweise löst der Kontakt mit, äh, mit einem Pferd für, für Menschen, die sonst keine Erfahrung mit Pferden haben, äh, große Emotionen aus. Und vor allen Dingen machen, sie, machen die Pferde Emotionen erst sichtbar für den Klienten. Normally, if people, let's say people don't have any experience with horses, the first contact with a horse creates a lot of emotion in these people and okay. And here comes the mirror again. It shows, it shows them, it shows the cl client his own emotion. The, the horse gives him this picture. The, the yeah. horse is the mirror showing yeah. him his own emotion. And that's what it is. That's beautiful. Zum Beispiel, die Frau, die sich hinter ihrer Freundlichkeit versteckt, sieht an der Reaktion des Pferdes zum ersten Mal ihr aggressives Potenzial und ihre Wut. Let's see this woman who is always who behaves friendly and smiling and giggling, whatever. As she, for the first time, sees in the horse that indeed she's not that, that indeed she is aggressive, and uh, that's what the horse tells her. And for the first time in her life, she sees how she really appears to others. Yeah, that's great. And now I know Christiana is also a rider. She rides well. She's she's certified too. Uh, what does join up look like in the saddle on top of the horse? How are the actions similar or different? Um, sind die sind identische Bewegungen. Um, die die nonverbale Kommunikation mit dem Pferd setzt sich beim Reiten fort eins zu eins. If you sit on, on a horseback, it, it, it's identical. The, the non-verbal communication is, is basically the same. So not, not a big difference. Allein durch meine Körpersprache, durch, schon allein durch meine Blickrichtung, sage ich dem Pferd, in welche Richtung es geht. My, my, my body language and the way uh, I look tells the horse which way we go. Mm -hmm. So your body is directing the horse... Uh, how do you how do you not get into conflict with the horse when you're in the saddle if the horse wants to go someplace else? Indem ich ganz klar sage, welche Richtung möglich ist und welche Seite geschlossen ist. Ich brauche dazu keinen Sattel, keine Trense. Ich kann auf dem völlig freien Pferd allein durch durch Körperbewegung 
Seiten schließen oder Seiten öffnen, möglich Wege öffnen? Um, it's, it's just a matter what I tell the horse and the way I tell it, I don't need a saddle and I don't need a bite. I can do it like an Indian. Uh, mm. <laughs> important is, you know, important is that my message is clear and I ah. create and I create a uh, situation and a feeling for the horse that he will eat uh, is, is uh, safe with, with me. Good. And so has it's space has got space and has space. And safe. So it's timing and clarity. You yeah. be clear and, and your timing. Yeah. Clear message. Yeah. The key. Clear message. Yeah. Very good. That's good. That's a good lesson for a lot of us writers out there that sometimes we get what we call mushy. <laughs> mushy is not a very clear message when you're in, up in the saddle or on the ground, actually. Mm -hmm. Und der, der häufigste mm -hmm. Fehler beim Reiten ist, dass durch die, wenn das Pferd nicht sofort fort folgt, dass der Reiter sich verunsichern lässt und anfängt, das Pferd anzugucken, statt bei, seinem, bei seiner Richtung zu bleiben. The biggest mistake in riding is that uh, when, when, when you don't know what you do, Uh, the horse immediately feels that and then, then the horse doesn't know, doesn't know what to do anymore and you concentrate on the horse and, and the horse is, 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 the horse wants to leave and it's, it's all, it's all gone, basically. Mm -hmm. Ah, leadership. Yeah, leadership. Am I right? Yeah. Yeah. So you're establishing that leadership, but if you drop your responsibility of leadership, then what does the horse think? Dann muss es selber die Führung übernehmen. Um, es geht ihm auch nicht darum, in der Hier Hierarchie aufzusteigen, aber einer muss führen und für in jeder Sekunde kann das Raubtier um die Ecke kommen und wenn dann nicht klar ist, wer entscheidet, um, werden beide gefressen. So, the, the, horse, the horse needs a clear decision who to decide. So, if, if, it gets, if the horse gets the idea that the human being doesn't know what he's doing, And then, then flies again. The story. Uh, he flees. Yeah, he'd yeah. rather go away from that. Yeah, yeah. No, Christian um, is not happy about that. Nein, einer no. muss die Führung. <laughs> einer muss die Führung übernehmen. Okay. Und wenn ich nicht klar bin, dann übernimmt das Pferd die Führung. One of us has has to lead. If I if I'm not clear what I do, then the horse has to do it. Right. Uh, we've uh, we've talked about neophobic before. Horses are afraid of anything new, um, and that makes good sense to most people who've been around horses. They they're suspicious, skeptical of everything new. But what you're saying is really important about the leadership that they will rise up to be the leader, not because they're aggressive, but because they need a leader in that. Uh, safety heard and, and they perceive you as heard. Do you agree with that? Yeah, absolut. Wenn ich yeah. an, wenn ich an neuen uh, oder unheimlichen uh, Gegenständen vorbeireite und mein Pferd fragt mich durch, durch Anspannung, Schnauben, Pusten, oh Gott, was ist das? Dann sage ich meinem Pferd, guck woanders hin, ich habe das längst gesehen, es ist ungefährlich. If, if we are out in the fields and my horse sees something new and frightening, I tell my horse, don't worry about it. I've seen it before. We're safe. <laughs> and look somewhere else. Don't look, yeah. look at it. Don't, don't look over there. Yeah. Ich, ich lasse es das ähm, Ding nicht angucken, sondern ich stelle es tatsächlich in die andere Richtung und sage ihm ganz klar, es ist nicht dein Job, 
dieses Ding zu prüfen. It's, it's not your job to look, to look in this direction and check out what it is. I tell you, it's fine. Okay, it's good. just a bunch of lines. Doesn't matter. Yeah, it doesn't matter. <laughs> Try to look over here right now. <laughs> Very good. Very good. Well, um, you had said at the top of the conversation that you had, um, when we first started talking, that you had just seen Monty, you'd seen Dad over at Gistrud Fairhof. Uh, near Bremen, right? Yeah, right, right, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So how's he doing? How's he look? Wie sieht er aus? Toll, wie immer. Great, like a horse. <laughs> yeah, like a horse. Healthy like a horse. Huh? Good. Yeah. Ich kenne ihn jetzt seit fast zehn Jahren und ich finde, er hat sich, hat sich nicht verändert in diesen zehn Jahren. I know him for ten years now and I think he's still the same. He's, he's great. He hasn't aged a bit, huh? And did you say you got to see him work with the horses at all, or you just got to visit? And of course, we, we of course we saw a joiner. How oh, you did. How could we not, Debbie? How could we not? <laughs> well, I'm just dying to hear about the crop. I hear there's some beautiful, beautiful um, young horses that they're starting this year. How yeah. do they look? Yeah, er hat in einer halben Stunde das gemacht, was andere in einem Jahr machen. He did in, in, he did in, in half an hour what other people need a year at least for. Ah, that's very sweet. And he has a great team there. He had Simon Stokes, who's been working with him for 24, 25 years, I think. Was Simon there? Yeah, sure. yeah. Er war da. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And Rochelle had come over, I think, from England, uh, who works with the Royal Studs, yeah? Yeah. yeah. So it's quite a party. Good. Well, I'm so glad you got to see him. Uh, he, um, I can't wait to hear it. He comes back on uh, Sunday, first time since September. And so we'll we'll hear more about the horses and your visit. And it was really great to have you on the show. I, I appreciate the um, translation, Klaus, and your time, Christiana, away from the kids and from your, your, um, your horses. Hi, I'm Monty Roberts, and I'm dedicated to training horses without pain. You can learn to do it, too, on my Equus Online University. Western, English, the beginner, or the advanced rider. It doesn't matter. You can connect with other students online, too, on our forum. And there's a new lesson every week. It's a lifetime of learning for you on my Equus Online University at MontyRoberts.com. Angie Shear, our next guest, is the founder and executive director of Equus Medindi. She began using horses in therapeutic setting about 13 years ago when she was working with inner-city disadvantaged youth before she established this Equus Medindi that's now a 501c3 public charity. Since then, she's provided this innovative and alternative therapeutic program to well over 200 veterans and their families, as well as other members of the community, ranging in ages from 10 to 89 years old. Angie's been a horsewoman most of her life, and she even studied at Flag is Up Farms under the direction of Monty Roberts and the International Learning Center. She's an EGALA, that's Equine Assisted Growth and Learning Association, certified equine specialist, as well as a trauma resiliency model trainer certified by the Trauma Resource Institute. She executes or supervises all of Equus Medindi equine-assisted learning and therapy sessions in collaboration with a licensed mental health professional and several other therapists who just happen to live in a barn. <laughs> Next, we hear from Angie Shear. Welcome, Angie Shear. I'm so glad to hear you on the radio. It's fun to have you on our show. Thank you, Debbie. Thanks for having me on your show. 
Well, you're, this is the first time you've been on Horsemanship Radio, but you and I go back a ways. And this episode is, uh, we're, we're talking about horses and we're talking about healing. And I couldn't do this episode without having you on this because we go back to kind of the beginning, uh, with the first I knew about the real healing powers of veterans and horses. Uh, was really through our first conversations. Do you remember some of that, Angie? Absolutely. I remember uh, uh, filming the documentary at Flags Up Farm mm-hmm. called Horse Sense to Soldiers, and that's mm-hmm. when it all started. But I remember a conversation slightly before that um, that was down in, well, we were actually in Florida. I had just met Glenn Hebert. Here's a name dropper. And, and we were down there in Florida doing some work with, uh, they had a fundraiser and dad was riding a rainer and, and it was just a real fun Christmas episode. And you gave us a call when we were out seeking horses at that. And you said, Hey, I have an opportunity to work with some veterans from Vietnam. And I'd like to know what, you know, I'd like to talk to Monty about what that means, you know, and what I can do. Do you remember that? I do remember that. Yeah, it's been a while, but yeah. we've certainly evolved from that, haven't we? You sure have. No, you, I mean, I really credit you for um, opening our minds to that and and then coming up to Flag Up Farms and uh, helping us with that Discovery Channel to film the the first, yeah, Horse Sense and Soldiers then. We've actually changed the name since then. You were such a big help, but you had already been working with the veterans. So tell us a little bit about what you were doing right at that moment. How did you get into that? You know, I kind of fell into that by accident. I have been using horses in a therapeutic way, mostly with inner-city children at that point. Okay. And... Uh, dear friend of mine who had gone through multiple deployments in Iraq, who was forced to retire because of traumatic brain injury and PTSD, had come to me because he was just spiraling downward and was pretty hopeless at that point. And he asked me if I would help him, if he could just be around the horses and, you know, work with the horses, learn to do some of the things that we've learned as Monty's. And we started doing that, and a few weeks later, literally a few weeks later, we were sitting around on the porch, and he says to me, you know, I wouldn't be alive today if it wasn't for these horses. Mm. Can you do this for other vets? And that's how it really started with me, is the focus on vets, because I saw firsthand what these horses can do, not just for Vietnam vets, but all eras of war. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Wow. That must have just been amazing to hear something like that when you didn't, you were just sticking a toe in it basically at that point. Hmm? Pretty much, pretty mm-hmm. much. I had never seen such a drastic change in such a short period of time. It was absolutely amazing. Yeah. What do you think that is, Angie? I mean, now you, how many years ago was that? Maybe that something? was, oh, I want to say about 10 years ago. Gosh, see there. So you've watched this evolution. What, if you had to put it in a sentence or two, what do you think that is? What creates that amazing, quick turnaround in most cases? In my opinion, the the thing that is most powerful is that when they're working with horses, they are not being judged. The horses don't care what they've done, what they haven't done, what they look like, how much money they have. None of that mm-hmm. matters, which creates an emotionally 
safe environment. And you can't fake it with a horse. You, You just can't lie to a horse and a horse can't lie to you. So when you're working with energy, when you're working with intention, you just can't fake your way through it. And it just brings it back to reality. Yeah. Really good. That's a little bit like we had with our first guest talking about um, the horse mirrors your physiology and, you know, they're feeling what you're feeling. And you may not even know that your physiology is reflecting that. So that's what these veterans um, find in the round pen. You, you work with the round pen too, yeah? Yeah, we do about two to three sessions out of each program in the round pen. And there we focus really on their biology because what you just said is absolutely true. They have been trained to suck it up, you know, no matter what's Mm -hmm. happening, they need to move forward. And now we're reversing that a little bit. We are trying to, we're focusing on the body. We're doing a lot of somatic work. And as they're looking at the horse and seeing the reflection, that's really what it is, looking in the mirror and seeing that reflection they can, we can then come back and say, this is what it feels like. Really download that feeling mm-hmm. when you manage to regulate your own anxiety, regulate your own depression, your own energy level. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Even mass sometimes. Now, I know that you've studied EGALA, which is the Equine Assisted Growth and Learning Association. Very good. And you're mm-hmm. certified as an equine specialist in that. Um, but it seems to me that People were taking these, um, working with horses in all these different areas, but they never really united. Now I'm starting to see like PATH International is starting to talk about veterans. And EGALA certainly has worked in therapy and veterans PTSD. Monty Roberts has now has his Horses in Healing program because he saw the need there too and people were coming to him. Um, where, where is this all headed? Are we going to change medicine out there? Is there a center of the target for this to go forward? When can we get this down to science instead of people saying, wow, that's really alternative? Right. Well, it is an alternative. Yeah. <laughs> but there is a, there is a lot um, happening now. Like you said, you know, everybody is realizing that this is really working and that it is a substituted, it is an alternative to medication and to so many other modalities where veterans are forced to talk about their wounds, their their problems, and some of them may not be ready to do that. Some of them may not want to do that, and it doesn't have to be an ordeal to heal. There are other ways of getting better, mm-hmm. and veterans of all popularities. Veterans have earned the right for an alternative. I love that. That's great. We owe them every possible solution that there is because we know we're not cookie cutters. Not one thing works for everybody. And this is not a magic pill either. But it is another way of approaching things where you get to work outside in an organic environment. You do not have to talk about your battle stories and relive that and, and right. basically ripping off a scab that some some veterans are just not ready to do that. That's right. It's really between them and the horse, isn't it? 
Absolutely. And that is why we say our therapist lives in a barn, because that is the truth. <laughs> yeah, you had a t-shirt on the last time I saw you, I think, that said something about that, or my therapist is a horse, or... <laughs> yeah, Sorry. our t-shirts say, my therapist lives in a barn, and it is literally okay. a picture of our therapy horse in the hay barn. <laughs> <laughs> That's great. I love it. I You always have a great sense of humor, too, so it's always fun. But um, one thing I wanted to get into you with is, how do you pick your horses? How do you choose that? I choose them very carefully. Our ranch has about 110 horses right now, and out of those 110, we use about five. So wow. we're very, very picky. And the, the way that I choose them is through their background, they their experiences. Of course, they need to be level-headed horses, but they also need to be very social, very mm-hmm. curious, very reactive. And unlike some people may say, oh, we use, you know, really old, um, solid horses, not necessarily. We use Mustangs sometimes. A lot of our rescues are, uh, a lot of our therapy horses are rescue horses because they have been there. They, they know exactly what is going on and they understand it better than anyone. But they're not specifically trained to do this kind of work. We do put them through a lot of testing. Most of the people that come to us have never been around horses, so we need to make sure that the horses um, aren't overreactive, mm-hmm. that they can handle non-horsemanship-like behavior, but yet they're still curious and engaged. So um, most of our horses, we have a, a couple of quarter horses, a couple of really, really nice thoroughbreds who have been rehabilitated, and even a couple of Mustangs that we use who are just absolutely amazing. Do you have volunteers that help you too? I know you're at Equus Medindi out in, um, did I say that correctly, Medindi? That's right, yes. Yeah, out in uh, Southern California. Do you have people that help you out, or is it all on you to do all the work? We do have quite a team, and some of them are volunteers. However, they are licensed mental health professionals who volunteer their time. Oh, that's nice. We don't nice. have regular volunteers because these are psychotherapy sessions. And so the privacy, uh, of course, is very yeah. important. Sure. And we can't hold our volunteers to the same ethical standards. But uh, we are very, very blessed to have some wonderful therapists who, who volunteer their time with us. Ah, that's cool. We'll give them a little applause here um, through the, through the microphone. Thank you for all of you that are helping Angie out there too to do this. So, what what are the next steps for you? Are are is this something you're going to do for the rest of your life? Is are you more of a horsewoman or more of a therapist now? I'm not a therapist. I'm I'm an equine specialist. Okay. I'm a horsewoman, and I'm really just the middleman of putting the horses together with the people who need them. Our future, hopefully, I can't imagine doing anything else. (laughs) There isn't a better job in the world than what I do. And we um, we have gone outside of the veterans community, and we work quite a bit with youth, transitional age youth, Oh. And um, we now work with a couple of homeless shelters for teenagers, specifically children who have been trafficked. There are so many people who need the horses to heal. Yeah. And that is our mission, hopefully, for the rest of our life. That's terrific. So you're going to need more horses because now you're adding 
other components to this healing, right? That's true. And we are going to keep looking and we are going to take on horses as best as we can, as as much as we can do, we will do that. Well, yeah. good. I, we love making horses relevant in people's lives here. And that's a lot of our listeners, too, who write, say that that's their um, cause, too. That no matter what, they just want horses to remain in our lives because they have so many healing qualities that you just described. And so um, we, we um, are glad that you're finding other ways to use the horses as well. How do people get a hold of you? I want people to know about you. Equus medindi. So that means, what does equus medindi mean? Equus means horse, so the language of the horse, and medindi means healing. So it's the healing horse. Yeah. And people can call me on on this phone at 951-941-0056. That is one way to get a hold of me. Or they can visit us online at our website at dquus. M-E-D-E-N-D-I dot com and they can also see us on Facebook. Perfect. Oh, good. You're a Facebooker too. You got social media in there. Okay, good. We'll put it in the show notes too, Angie, and I appreciate that. Okay, Angie Share, founder and executive director of Equus Medindi. Well, Debbie, next up we have a trainer's tip. Who do who is joining us this time? Oh, this is a great one. This is Joan Satori Sway, and she's from Denmark. She joined us before, and she's come back for a tip on desensitizing horses with incremental steps. Welcome back, Joan Satori Sway, and we would love to have a tip, a trainer's tip this week from you. Happy to have you back, Joan. How are you? Thank you very much. I'm good. How are you, Debbie? And thank you for having me back. Really good. We were excited to have you back and have you for a, a trainer's tip from all your experience and working with all those kids. I bet you've got a good one up your sleeve. I do. I do. I would love to to, to talk about the importance of desensitizing your horse or your pony. Mm, I truly believe that can save lives. <laughs> good. Yeah. I would. Um, I can only um, tell everyone that is that uh, they should all make sure that their horses are desensitized a lot to plastic and and noisy papers and big things flying over the head. You know, umbrellas or whatever. Mm-hmm. You, all the crazy stuff that you can find out, you can think about that mm-hmm. your horses are desensitized to stuff like that. That will help you so much when you go out on nice trails and tray ride that your horses don't spook about flying objects or if you open a Mars bar and eat it and your horse will spook because the paper says funny sounds mm-hmm. or anything mm-hmm. like that. I okay. Use. Yeah, so we've all been on our horses. Like I have uh, sort of these Velcro strips on my glove and if I get on a horse that I haven't been on before, I always worry a little bit when I do that little rip sound a bit, you know. What do you do to teach the kids or what do you do with your horses to desensitize to that? And it, the secret is advance and retreat. So you advance the horse with, uh, it could be your glove. I would go towards the horse with the glove, glove saying funny sounds and and as and when the horse chooses to stand still, I will retreat right away. So he figure out by himself that okay, if I stand still and breathe out, be calm, the the, the scary thing will go away. So then incremental uh-huh. learning. Incrementally, you can teach your horse to accept 
the most crazy things on his back, for example, or sounds. You start out with a little piece of plastic in your hand and you rub him and you can make it bigger and bigger, just nice and easy, incremental training and advance and retreat. And you that can learn good. so much Are you doing this on the... Yeah, sorry to interrupt, Joan. Are you doing this on the ground when you're doing this? Oh, you're you're not getting not you're not doing like I did, which is stupidly get in the saddle first and then experiment on the horse. No, no, no. Okay. I make sure I make sure that um, first of all, I have the best tool I can think about think of is the dually halter. So I always work with the dually halter first and make mm-hmm. sure that my horse know how to to work himself off the pressure, mm-hmm. uh, and then from the ground with a dually halter. A long line, of course, and gloves and helmet. I always work my horses wearing gloves and helmet. Then I do from the ground, of course, I incrementally train him to accept the most crazy things mm-hmm. because I want them to be safe and sound, bomb-proof for everyone to ride. You can learn so much thing. about this on the online university. I have to mention this. I'm sorry. but <laughs> Oh, that's nice. Thank you. So many good lessons on the online university. Go there and learn. Thanks for that plug. Yeah, that's Monty's Equus Online University, and there are some crazy things on that, come to think of it. You're absolutely right. I saw you working with a really beautiful, probably expensive horse recently, and you had... Let's see. I would say you're about five foot four, five foot five, and you had a blow up alligator that was taller than you. (laughs) And I, yeah, and that's some of that incremental work that you were talking about too. What, how's it going with that horse? Oh, he's really good. He's really good from being so scared of having uh, anyone on his back, and that was and that what. You saw me working with the with the alligator. I had a little beach party with that horse, uh, yeah. so I I presented to him so many crazy things that could go on his back, and in, and he was he he learned that hey, you know, you won't die from this because remember that's the only thing on his mind is to this horse. I know he's gelded, so he don't think much about reproducing himself anymore. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No, right. he only think about surviving. Yeah. Uh, and so he learned that he can survive even, he can even survive having an alligator on his back, being yeah. 27. And uh, so now he's, uh, he has a rider on his back, and we started to practice with him yesterday for the first time, plastic from the rider's hand. And he is doing great. I love that horse. I wish I could keep him. Oh, that's awesome. As you said, he's very expensive, so that will not happen. <laughs> Not going to be a sale in the offing here. Okay. Well, that's wonderful. That's a great success story because I'm sure the owners will be smiling from ear to ear about that. That's terrific. Oh, they will have a completely different horse after this training session. I I, I guarantee. Congratulations. That's awesome. A lot of patience and a lot of incremental, I'm hearing. And some good teachers. I had the very best. I have to say that. I didn't come up with this on my own. I had a very good teacher. Well, we're all mentored by somebody. I thank you for that. Thanks again for joining us again with your trainer's tip. What in the wide, wide world of sports is going on here? Where in the world is Monty Roberts? Monty is looking forward to meeting some new friends, two-legged and four-legged, in March in Arizona. 
And then in England, that's March 14th in Arizona. And then in England, he goes uh, to Kent, Essex, and Somerset. So he'll be there March 24, 26, and 28. Tell him, Glenn, how to find that information. Well, you can find it by going to MontyRoberts.com. That's where you can find Monty's calendar. Or you can give him a call at 805-688-6288. And for details about today's show, go to HorsemanshipRadio.com, where you can find links and photos and all the information that you're going to need. You can also listen to all the past episodes of Horsemanship Radio right over there. And, of course, the easiest way to listen to Horsemanship Radio Show and all the shows on the Horse Radio Network is our free app. Just go to the iOS or Android app store and search for Horse Radio Network. Download it. It's simple and it's easy. We love your feedback. Uh, please follow us on Facebook under facebook.com slash Monty Roberts or on Twitter at twitter.com slash Monty underscore Roberts. And many thanks to our sponsors all year long. It's been a great year. Thank you. Be sure to visit all the other great shows, too, on Horse Radio Network at www.horseradionetwork.com. And until next time and until next year, have many happy horse hours. Happy New Year, everybody. Happy New Year, everybody. Thanks for listening. <laughs>